This is Sound and Vision on KEXP. I'm Emily Fox. Sylvan Esso has released their third studio album. It's called Free Love. I've been seeing you every day On my block in your white day. You're looking pretty friend to me So what are you waiting? Amelia Meath of Sylvan Esso joins me now to talk about the record. Hello. Hi. Good to hear from you today. Thanks for being here. So... When I was reading about this record, um, Sylvan Esso kind of put out a statement that said that this record is, quote, about being increasingly terrified of the world around you and looking inward to remember all the times when loving other people seems so easy so that you can find your way back to that place. And I just, I love that statement. Do you feel like you were able to get back to that place through making this record? Um, I feel like I was able to touch it at various different points. Yeah. It really helped me just remember the foundation. Right now, I find in the world, in in this moment, it feels as if the the rug has been pulled out from under us just through the pandemic and like discovering the soup of white supremacy that we have all been stewing in. Uh, and it's been really uh, a really grounding thing to be able to continue to talk about this record and show it to people and talk about kindness and loving loving each other. Yeah, and this idea of loving everybody comes up in your song, Free. She's free In illusion In an illusion Of your making of me I'm free In deception In a deception about this idea of illusion and deception as it relates to freedom. In Free, I wanted to talk about the strange exchange that happens amongst people who love each other, where in letting yourself be loved, there are parts of yourself that you let be hidden or be ignored by the other person. And that comes up very often in being a public personality. But I think that it's something that manifests in at least every love that I've experienced where um, in order to let yourself be seen as much as possible, no no matter how much you're trying to peel back the layers towards intimacy, you are constantly readjusting around the reality that you are relating to someone and that they can't fully see your motivations and your being and your truth because it's being reinterpreted for them. To be free in illusion in an illusion of your making of me. So the first track on this album is really striking and the lyrics, the beginning lyrics really pull me in. The song is called What If? And the lyrics are, what if end was begin, then would men be like mothers and the falling of others would be like the first leaves of flowers. What if end was begin, then would men be like mothers and the falling of others would be like the first leaves of flowers. What are you saying here? It, it sounds so what profound, but I want to dive into those first lines a little bit. What did it mean to you when you sang them or when you wrote them? I wanted to talk about the nature of 
death as beginning. I think that so often we don't acknowledge the decomposition cycle as part of not only the like end of death, but also the beginning of life. And I wanted to bring that into humanity or like into, into the human realm and talk about that. Um, it also felt like a great way to start a record because it really is when you're beginning at the beginning, you can start either at birth or at death. Mm. It almost kind of reminds me there is um, Regina Spector has, has this lyric that always stood out to me that it was like, why are leaves most beautiful right before they die? <laughs> leaves become most thinking mm. about like you know fall colors and like this idea that it's like they get their last bit of life and they just like send out like the most vibrant color they can possibly make right before they die which i always thought was kind of cool and this mm. these beginning lyrics kind of remind me of that and the falling of others will be like the first leaves of flowers i also want to talk about your song frequency it seems to me a to be about this woman who gives off, as you say, frequency, or if people could say like, you know, really good vibes or whatever that, but like this, this energy that you kind of get caught in. And as you say in the song, like you want it all over you. Get up a train or bicycle but climb the oak tree in my backyard and I can hear for a while. Who is this song about to you? Sometimes I have like very elaborate fictions that I write songs around and that frequency I imagined it's a story about this 12 year old girl who lives on a farm in a, in a very flat place and she falls in love with a female radio DJ, but it's in, you know, it's like in the seventies or eighties, the way that she can hear this woman's voice is by climbing up to the top of the oak tree in her backyard. I'm so fascinated by the radio in general and how intimate the exchange between like the DJ and the, the person listening is, even though it's like, you know, it's a wave. So I wanted to talk about the, the, the all over me part and the frequency is about how like realizing that like in this, this girl's longing for this DJ, she's actually being completely covered in her voice through radio signal, through wave. But a wave is all I got Oh, I never need to touch Just wait till six o'clock And bathe in my new love Oh, now hear that sound Rushing through the fields and flowers Her voice coming through my dial She's the one I swear to God is free She's got a frequency and I caught it 
How many of your songs would you say like come from this idea of like it's almost like you're you're presenting like a, a short story, like this fictional short story. Like how many of your songs start with kind of again, kind of like this mode of storytelling, like you just like brought me somewhere, right? You're like in the seventies or eighties, you're in a flat land, it's about this relationship, this person on the radio, and you know, they're climbing this tree. I mean, there's like a whole story within this song. How many of your songs would you say come from this idea of like creating this short story in your head? I think a lot of them, um, at least like there are some that feel like, uh, the, like with frequency or like with what if they're born out of this fun, playful place that I can go to where I begin, like it begins with one line and then I start like kind of daring myself into the story and then the story itself builds. So I guess with everyone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're they're sometimes they're like really about me or my experience, but more often than not, they're like things that have touched my life. Yeah, and there's so much in this album about the power of movement and dance. Um, you hear it in so many songs. You hear it in the song "Runaway." Rooftop dancing. Take you Ferris wheel. When I'm slamming in my dancing shoes, asphalt's hot and my knees are bruised. And numb as well. Let me show you a brand new dance. You know, when you're on stage, I've seen you perform a little bit, you have such a grace in your movement. I mean, it's like you dance and the safety's off. You're not worrying about what you look like. It just feels like it's not choreographed. It's just like this is just what's coming out of your body at that moment and you're feeling it. And I feel like a lot of people don't allow themselves to dance like that or be able to be fully free in their bodies or express themselves in that way. So I guess I'm curious, like, what kind of power do you think movement has for you or just for people in general? First of all, thank you so much for saying that about my dancing. (laughs) That is the dream. It's a really strange uh, practice and vulnerability to, in the moment, it's really comfortable for me to, like, dance freely like that. But then because of the nature of the world we live in, And because the internet exists, sometimes I'm like greeted by my own image of dancing when it like what I'm doing is expressing myself in the moment as opposed to uh, presenting dance. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that that kind of dancing is very generous because it lets people, it encourages people to like honestly and openly react to the moment Mm-hmm. which is what I which is what I dream of for everybody. It leads to me looking like a total loon most of the time, <laughs> but I really believe in it. I believe in like that's why everyone loves like that's the whole reason for like weddings or various celebrations is to be able to like get in a group of people and like really move your body and not not move it in a performative way, but move it to like radiate how you feel shaking out the When I was listening to your song, Numb, you know, the lyrics are shaking out the numb. And I'm thinking, like, is this a song about using dance to also just like 
combat just, you know, issues around like depression or sadness. Um, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Tell me more about this song. I'm so, this is my favorite song on the record. I've been trying to write like a 1950s procedural song about that's like a, like the cool jerk or like the twist or something. That's um, like, hey, come on, come on, everybody, come over here. Like, let me show you how to do this cool new dance. So I've been reaching for it for the whole time that Sylvanus has been a band, and Numb feels like the closest that I've gotten to it because it's a procedural dance about like how to shake yourself out of depression and apathy. There's one more song I want to talk about, and that's Train. Um, there's so many lines in here that I that I want to ask you about, but I'm just curious in general, like what is this track about for you? I wanted to write a song that's about uh, when you're trying... So naturally, like when you're trying to write a song, you have to pretend that you are the first person to ever write a song that's like the song that you're writing. I wanted to talk about all of the songs that I have loved that have been left but on the wayside because there's so much music in the world coming out all of the time that like there are only so many songs that I can keep as my favorites and I have to kind of let the other ones wash past me. And at the same moment as a songwriter, I have to convince myself that I'm going to be able to write someone's favorite song. So it's about both trying to write someone's favorite song and also acknowledging that so many of my favorite of songs that have been my favorites have been like discarded, like stuffed animals or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like you have lines like four on the floor and the like, tracks keep changing. You know, like this idea of like in, in like journalism, we're like, ah, you know, the tape we left on the floor or whatever. Pop music made me go insane. Four on the floor and the tracks keep changing. Or, you know, and then I also, the line, um, I'm not aggressive, I'm just underpaid. You breathing heavy, I can't wait. I'm not aggressive, I'm just underpaid. Like, is that also kind of like a little stab at the music industry? Like, hey, we're working so hard and we don't really, you know, not all the time do you make a lot of money in music, you know? Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> I, I also just came, I came up with that line and was just so proud of it that I had to put it in a song. I think at this point, I feel like I'm making enough money with Sylvanesso, but a lot of people aren't. Yeah. Also, wait, like in the pandemic, I'm really not. So I'll stand by it. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> touring is where the money is at and no one is touring right now. Mm-hmm. As a whole, how do you think the pandemic has impacted you? Or just like as you look around, like how do you think it's going to impact the music industry? I don't know. In terms of... It's, it is really one of the first times that I've been just really mourning the fact that people don't buy records because if people did, it would, I would have some sort of safety net other than like turning to like the truest 
form of capitalism, like putting my song in a, in a commercial about cars or cell phones or, you know, which is stuff that I've done, but usually under special circumstances. I also feel like I am really grateful for the amount of time we've had around the release of free love in that all of a sudden, all of the creative ideas that I've always, or the creative time that I've always wished for around the records, I have. So we've been able to make so many more socially distanced music videos than I, than I could have ever dreamed of making if we were on cycle. We've also like been doing all sorts of interesting side projects around the record to like help show people different dimensions of it that we would have never been able to do had we had I been like working on the production for a show or doing rehearsals or figuring out like what I was going to wear and what the rounding was going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think these are all my questions about the album. Is there anything else that you want to add? I'm just so excited about Free Love as a record in that for this whole time in this band, that's kind of like a weird science project of making pop music. That's like a tug of war act between noise and pure pop. I feel like free love is the first time that we've, we're like really ringing the gong. Like the songs are deeply sad and really excited and fun and joyous and also have like an, like a beautiful, intellectual thread that runs through them that I'm just so proud of. I think it's the greatest thing that we've made so far. And I'm so proud and excited to give it to the world. But my final, final question is uh, a question that we kind of wrap the show up with. And, you know, KEXP's tagline is where the music matters. And um, my question to you is, why do you think music matters? And this could be to you personally or for society. Oh, well, as I touched on before, I think that music is one of the easiest ways for people to relate to each other and to share, you know, everyone has a heartbeat and that rhythm runs through everybody. I really believe that one of my great teachers, Milford Graves, believes that the like the heartbeat is the four four of the world. And I think about that quite often. I think it's it's truly the thing like everyone can relate to a beat and everyone can react to that beat together. That's how music matters to me right now in this moment. That's beautiful. The the four four. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I've been speaking with Amelia Meath of Sylvan Esso. Their latest album released Friday is called Free Love. Thank you so much for talking today and for sharing your music with us. Thank you so much, Emily. Thank you for your thoughtful questions. Give me a ticket to ride the train. When in my hair, nothing in my brain. Pop music made me go insane. Four on the floor and the tracks keep changing. Give me a ticket to ride the train. Not a train, but a private plane. It's an electric slide in my DMs. Requested if you want, but you be buried in the end. You're breathing heavy. I can't wait. I'm not aggressive. I'm just under
was Sylvan Esso's song, Train. If you love Sylvan Esso just as much as I do, I suggest you check out KEXP's YouTube channel on Friday, October 2nd. We will have a live from home performance with Sylvan Esso. Again, that's on KEXP's YouTube channel. And speaking of Friday, Friday also kicks off KEXP's Fall Fund Drive. We are a publicly funded station, which means the majority of our funding comes from listeners. If you have been enjoying what you've been hearing on this podcast and you have the means, please consider giving a one-time $20 donation to support this show at kexp.org sound. And if money is tight, that's fine. You can also help support the show by subscribing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. Shout out to Matt Bomar and P.A. Jeffu for writing reviews for the show in Apple Podcasts. Thanks for your support, and thank you for listening.